What does it mean to live life to the fullest, train to your potential and perform at your best? Leave nothing on the table. That's a non-negotiable, is that I, I strive to be better every day. Because if I'm not on top of my game, how is anybody else going to follow me down the road? Keep demanding more of yourself to, to live up to that potential and to stay hungry. Training is progress. You know, when I look at the word training, I think of steps, baby steps to get somewhere that you want to be. And that is basically your life journey. It's a mindset in itself, man. It's like, it's not just about, I know that for you, a lot of that's about the physical, but we're constantly in training, whether it's growing our skill sets, whether it's growing our physical bodies, whether it's growing our relationships, whatever. And all of that's a training ground. And that kind of goes back to the mindset that we just talked about. You underestimate yourself and you don't even start. But then once you start, you often surpass what you thought you could do. Perform at your best, mate. That's that's sort of what life is all about. You know, want to have the knowledge, want to have the fitness, the health, the ambition and drive that no matter what comes along, when that next phone call comes, I can just say, yes, I don't have to worry. Just go and do it. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to this second installment of the Coach's Corner episode with John Latoc of Stormforce Fitness. This is an 80-minute conversation that I've split up into a couple of episodes, the first episode being some common mistakes that we see with clients when they first reach out to start working with us. Uh, I've already dropped that episode, which came out the day before Christmas, uh, and that is entitled, Are You Actually Ready for Coaching? So go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this one, because uh, a lot of the answers will carry over into this episode as well. We will be referring to some of the comments that we made in the first episode. All right, during this episode, we look at a couple of different approaches for goal setting and implementation. So we're looking at a goal-based approach of writing down your goals. Then we're looking at a process-based approach which is basically the roadmap that's going to get you to your goals. And then we also discuss an identity-based approach, which is essentially um, aligning your goals and your roadmap with your underlying values. Let's get this episode underway. When it comes to the approach you're going to take, I, I, also, I say there's like three ways of doing this. You can take a, like a goal-based approach, you can take a, a process-based approach, and you can take a, an identity-based approach. And for me, the, the problem we have these days is most people have a goal-based approach in that, oh, I see, I see Cobes on the internet and he's got a six-pack, I want to look like that. Great. That's a good start. But then what it does for me, that, that kind of creates like this massive gap. Like, I'm here, I should be here, I can't be happy until I get to that goal. There's no understanding of, of what's happening in between. There's no manage, management process or so on. So then you go, okay, well, what about if I pay Cobes for a program? And that will get me kind of through those steps. I, I now have that process in place. The problem with that is, like you said, then what happens when the conditions change? And this is something that happens massively in January. You know, we right, first week of January, I might even still be off work. I'm just going to train twice a day and eat cabbage and do all this sort of stuff and then once we get into work again and those stresses and the kids are back at school and I've got to do the school run as soon as the environment changes now that magic process doesn't work do you have a way mm. to navigate around it like, again it's a, an old army term you know no plan survives contact with the enemies <laughs> mm -hmm. everything looks good on paper um, mm -hmm. so the third approach is that I, I like to try and instill in people uh, and this relates back to who you choose as a coach is 
the value-based approach where you, you understand who you want to be, you understand how you want to live, you understand what to do on a daily basis and, and you then, if, it means every minute of the day, every incident that comes up, every problem you come up against, you, you put it up against your values and that's how you can then make the correct decision. And mm -hmm. really that's the big secret to getting results is I can walk into a pub and I know what I'm trying to achieve and I can go, okay, I can have a couple of pints because I understand my values. I understand that I want to get up at seven o'clock tomorrow morning and train. Whereas somebody who walks in a pub with, it's like, oh, I've got my fitness plan, but I have, I have no frame of reference for what to do in a pub. I have no frame of reference of what to do when I'm stressed. Um, and that comes back to that know, clarity. Exactly. Yeah. But this, yeah, but this, and, and dude, like, Man, we've we've literally fucking gone full circle and this is why we ask those questions in that yeah. original fucking email that we send to people yeah. is because I guarantee you they're not asking themselves those questions. Like almost every client that I've sent that email, mm. they write back and I'm like, I've never actually thought about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, you yeah. know, now we're giving you clarity. Yeah. I'm guiding you to figure out your own fucking answers so then you know you can provide that information to me so then i can you know push you in the right direction this is a thing that a lot of clients whether it is um you know like we said a guy wanting to put on muscle a lady wanting to lose weight they're, they're always coming to us based on it's almost like a tipping point something has happened externally even even looking mm -hmm. in the mirror so they've seen something externally is like i can't mm -hmm. tolerate that anymore maybe um, they, like I said, they've seen someone on the internet. They they're walking around Tiger Muay Thai and they see Peter Yan. Oh, I want to be that guy. It's always like an external start, and that's what I mean about it's a. At first, it's a goal based approach, which isn't necessarily a problem. You know, we, obviously goals are important, but they have no idea about their personal values, and and that is important for Joe Average because. If he comes in and I say, okay, well, based on your goals, if you train twice a day and I want you to eat six meals a day and so on, that may well be a great program. But not if, you know, if, if he's, he's got kids, obviously being a great dad is one of his core values. Is it, are you being a great dad if you're not able to see your kids in the evening because you're training seven days a week? Mm -hmm. You know, is if you're... Um, if, if your work is massively important to you, then trying to stop for half an hour six times a day to eat your, you know, follow your regimented nutrition plan, that's not going to fit. So this is that key thing is, you know, you could write for any one goal, you could probably write five or six programs or more that work, but there might only be one of them that, that resonates with you because it allows you to live out your values. And that, like I said, that, that's the main thing that people miss out on. Yep. Yep. And again, man, like I, I love these conversations because like literally we are working on principles and we spoke about it before. It's like, you know, you and I might take the same person from point A to point B. Mm. As long as we're following those principles, you know, and staying within those parameters, like it doesn't really fucking matter what path yeah. we take. We need to figure out what's going, what tools are going to be appropriate for that person at mm. that time in their life. Exactly. Like, um, do you know, funnily enough, I, I know you uh, during COVID because of everything that's been going on. You went three weeks around Thailand. You said about you know experience Thailand, and that's a perfect example. Like th this is a bigger picture thing rather than just mm. nutrition. Because there's people who've been you know restricted by COVID. Their reaction because a lot of them I don't want to say they don't have any values, but they certainly don't have strong enough personal values. The reaction has been oh great I'm going to watch 
five seasons of Game of Thrones over two days. Whereas you've yeah. gone, well, look, I, you know, fitness is a massive value for me. Travel is a massive value for me. Okay, COVID shit. I can't do what I wanted to do. I want to be working with my UFC fighters and so on, but I can't. So if I come back to my values, what's the best way I can implement those values right now? I'll get on mm-hmm. my, my motorbike in three weeks around Thailand. You know, it's, yep. it's, a, it's a big picture thing. And again, these are the conversations people just either don't think about having or they don't want to have. And that is exactly why the sets and reps and tempos and calories and stuff just never pan out because there's, there's literally no foundation to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, uh, to add to that as well, I think, you know, I fucking think people are scared to answer those questions because, you know, how many people can look themselves in the mirror and say, these are my values, these are my character traits that I want in my life. Am I meeting those standards? And if I'm not, I need to fucking do something about them. You know, how many people have those conversations, man? And it's a difficult conversation to have, but it's absolutely necessary to have if you want to close the gap on, you know, where you're at right now, point A, to where you want to be, point B, who you want to fucking be in your life, how you want to show up for, you know, yourself, for your friends, your family, your partner, your children, um, everyone that surrounds you, you know, you're, you need to contribute to society. And if you're not fucking showing up for yourself, then you can't show up for other people. Yeah, no, the other side to that is that people need to be very ready for some very difficult conversations with other people because for most mm-hmm. people, they've gone through that. You know, a lot of their earlier life was based on what mum and dad expected them to do. You know, dad wanted me to be a doctor, mum wanted me to do this or follow a certain religion, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then the school system funnels you into doing a, a particular degree. Because I've done that degree, it's what we call like a sunk cost. Well, I put all that time and money into doing that degree, so I have to do that job. Mm. And I've been in this relationship for 15 years, so I have to keep, you know. Um, and that's not to say you should be flitting around and just give up on stuff, but there comes a point where, like I said, if you can keep, whether it's daily, monthly, quarterly, whatever, come back to your values, assess everything that's going on in your life and just go, this just doesn't fit you'll often find the root of your unhappiness, you know, which is the, mm. the start of many things in terms of, you know, if you're unhappy, you're miserable, you're, you're emotionally exhausted, you're not going to have the energy for training five times a week. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is difficult because sometimes you then got to say, right, well, you know, I'm earning six figures in my job, but I'm also fucking miserable. I go home and have to bury my face in a tub of Ben and Jerry's or smash a bottle of wine and, Again, when we come back around to the the nutrition and training coaching, uh, it it all comes back to stress and threat levels and things like that. Again, I can, sure, I could print you out a program right now. I could send you in five seconds a program that's worked before from my laptop. But if you are so stressed that you're having to almost like medicate with a bottle of wine every night and a tub of Ben and Jerry's, the program's not going to work. So Mm. unless I can help you to move through those stresses and unless you are willing to you know it's, it's not a case of right phone your boss tomorrow and quit your job but what management strategies can you use and it is this is the thing with coaching you almost end up going backwards as a coach you know you, you get mm-hmm. into it thinking right I'll do my personal training diploma and learn the magic pro- training programs 
And you go, oh, well, that doesn't work. Or it worked for person A, but not person B, because person B is not following nutrition. Why aren't they following the nutrition? Because they're not sleeping enough, and therefore all sorts of things are happening hormonally. And, yeah. and eventually, you know, you, you will always, if you keep digging deep enough, which you should as a coach, you will eventually come back to, if I cannot help someone find their values and and what resonates with themselves in life, then all of this is being built on quicksand. And like I said, people yeah, like yeah. me and you are, are almost like excited by this stuff because it, it opens up, it opens up life. But a lot of people just are like, oh God, I don't want to do it. Just, is it four sets or is it three? Is it, is it squats or is it deadlifts? <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what's really cool about these conversations, man? Like every coach's corner I've had, every single coach is like talking about the same shit. Right? Yeah. You know, which is good. And that's, that's like, it's important for people mm. to hear this stuff. Yeah. Um, so many things there, man. Um, I do want to start diving into yep. a couple of things to kind of provide some value. I mean, this has already been super valuable for myself and for numerous people who do listen consistently, I'm sure. Um, but what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? I'm probably going to come back to the same things here. I don't like them unless they're part of a bigger sort of goal-setting program. Like if you're... There's a great book, actually, if you, anyone listening to this who who's likes reading about this stuff called The One Thing. And yep. largely the basis of the book is 12 weeks. What am I doing for 12 weeks? Like, you know, typically we go, oh, what's your five-year plan? Like, literally every five-year, three-year plan I've ever had never never panned out. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, 12 weeks is, is long enough to get results. It's long enough to ingrain habits. It's also kind of short enough to focus. So, you know, if you're saying, right, I run my life on 12-week blocks, then I guess what I'm saying is yes to a New Year's resolution, but only because it's the next 12-week phase. Like, it's, it's not really because mm-hmm. it's New Year. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. I just think, like a lot of things in life, it, it's based around almost like bullshit regimented ideas that someone else has created, a bit like Valentine's Day and, you know, things like this, where someone else has created it, therefore I have to act in a certain way. So, yeah, I I don't have a problem with them. I just think, you know, we, we know full well that most people's New Year's resolutions don't work for precisely the reasons we've already spoken about. Like, there's no, there's no foundation to it. It's just a, it's like a smash and grab set a random number goal I'm going to lose three stone great yep. you just picked I want to I want to bring it back to I want to bring it back to what you said before about um, the different was it the, the different processes or the different um, methods yeah. you spoke about the um, the goal yeah the, the goal um, based approach and then you spoke about the what was the next one the process based approach yeah so it's basically goal, goal approach process approach and identity approach um mm. So it's yeah. If, if we we can link that in, yeah, with New Year, it's like great. We're always going to start with a goal. Like I said, I'm certainly not saying don't have a goal, but what I'm mm-hmm. saying is you you then need to make sure before you start this New Year's goal, you have the process in place, and that process mm-hmm. needs to be one that will fit in with your life. And again, that's a it's a bit of ifs and buts because chances are you will have to change some things although if you don't need to change anything you have the results already but is it something that you can do relatively easily like we um yeah can we we just pause there for a moment yeah 
I just want to pause there for a moment, man, because that's something that always comes up with my online clients. Like we start with, you know, moving in this direction and, you know, I'll give them a little bit of what they want, but also a lot of what they need, which is literally my training philosophy, right? So um, when once we start going through that process and they start connecting the dots with how food makes them feel, um, you know, their energy levels, their libido, their mood, attitude, um, all that type of stuff with, you know, their training sort of fucking hammering themselves at the gym every single time. They, you know, sometimes they train hard. Sometimes they train a little bit lighter. Sometimes they do whatever they feel like doing. And, you know, they're connecting the dots with these things. And um, for the most part, they're always like, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks in. They're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm fucking feeling so much better. But, you know, I, what I thought I wanted and where I'm at right now, like they, there was a disconnect there, mm. you know. So I think that's uh, that's an important thing is is constantly reflecting and looking at those things and, um, you know, having that goal to work towards, but then focusing on the structure and the process that's going to get you there. But before you do that, before you have that structure and that process, you need to create that identity. Mm. You need to become the person that's going to um, do those fucking things that you said you're going to do. And I want to bring it back to um, what you said before about the one thing because I read that book probably about five or six years ago and that's actually anyone who listens to the podcast knows that I turn my phone off at you know nine o'clock every night and I don't, I don't use it for the last hour of the day and the first hour of the day and that's because I read that book and basically in the book it says what's the one thing that I can do that is basically going to make everything else easier or unnecessary yeah. And I was like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I want to build out my online coaching business. I want to build my website. I want to do this. And I was like, I'm going to turn my phone off. I, I initially started with, I'm not going to use my phone the first hour of the day. And then that turned into, oh, now I'm not going to use my phone the last hour of the day either. So I've got that like two hour window on either side of the sleep, which then allows me to, you know, do the things that are important for me. And that's, that's literally all it is, man. I fucking turn my phone off. It's, it's for the first things. hour of the day and then yeah. that and that that was a keystone habit that then turned into something else then turned into something else and you know instead of using my phone when i got up in the morning i'd, I'd get up and um you know read or i'd do something else and it's been it was that one keystone habit that then transformed into all of these other habits as well i think yeah that's that's a great point you know you're a very disciplined kind of guy but even it doesn't matter how disciplined you are you know if i'd said to you Right, Sean, you told me you want to build your website and your online business. Okay, I want you to turn your phone off three days a week and I want you to you know, spend two hours on the... You, even you would have gone, ah, oh, this is too much. This isn't for me. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think that it, this is what you'll often find is it's, it's a case of starting with something that is slightly uncomfortable, but you're okay with him. Wim Hof, um, I'm sure most of you guys would have heard of him, whether or not they've actually gone through the methods, but the... Uh, he talks about hormatic stress, which is exposing ourselves to enough stress that we get an adaptation, but not enough that it's just like, well, too much of a shock. And obviously he's talking a lot from the point of view of cold showers and swimming in ice and things like that. And, you know, I, I've been doing it myself. Like, I I hate going in cold seawater. My feet feel like they're going to explode. But... I've been doing cold showers now for a month and even last night, I, you know, I used to be like, oh, come on, I'm like psyching myself up for this, like getting the music on ready for a cold shower. And even last night it was just, yeah, put the cold on, stand there for three minutes, just chilling out. And that can be applied to absolutely everything, whether it is, and it may be most importantly, things like nutrition where 
if you suddenly try and change your diet, it, it's such a shock. Maybe now your partner's pissed off because their diet has to change. You suddenly feel crap for a week while all these you know chemicals are coming out, out of your body. You're getting caffeine withdrawal. Uh, and again, that was a big mistake I made as a coach. Is like, right, we need you to do all of this this week. And then you're mm-hmm. going to get amazing results. And if someone was capable of doing it, then yes, they would. But the reality is that 95% of people... Uh, just, just won't do that and they need little steps you know and they they could do it when they're yeah. motivated yeah. but then three weeks later when you know fucking something happens at work they get stressed out or whatever yeah. then all right now i don't have time to train this day now yeah. i eat shit now i'm sleeping poor and then that has a flow-on effect and yeah. you know that i think going back to what you just said then man you didn't fucking jump in the shower and have a three minute cold shower i'm sure you started at like 10 oh, seconds yeah i think 10 seconds <laughs> it was that was a long time <laughs> yeah 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 exactly but you know you start at 10 seconds you did that every day for a week yeah. and then you went to 15 seconds 20 seconds you built it up over time man like that's the fucking point right it's like you know what's the one thing that you can do that's going to move you in the right direction or what's the one thing that you can stop doing that's going to stop you from fucking sabotaging yourself mm. and it needs to be challenging enough um for you to have to build some discipline to do that but it also needs to be easy enough that you can achieve it and you can mm. start notching up those wins day after day after day because that's when it becomes a habit yeah like why um go back to my friend dax Moy. He, he introduced me to this idea of a change chain journal in other words you you know all you need is a piece of paper a little calendar and you say, right, tomorrow I need to have a, a cold shower. It always doesn't matter whether it's 10 seconds, 30 seconds, but right, I did it. And then I do it tomorrow. And it becomes a, a bit of a game. Like we all like to, we don't want to break the chain. And I just want to keep doing it over and over. And all of a sudden you will find that the, 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 the pain of breaking and, that chain and seeing like that black mark on your homework. Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. can we just pause there for a second? Yeah. Just um, for people listening, um, JLT is like basically pretending to mark a calendar. He's putting X's on the days that he's doing oh, this yeah, thing, sorry, and then we're not on video. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's literally just a, you know make up your own calendar, buy one. It doesn't matter how you do it, but you know if you say maybe again if you're working with a coach, what are the three? key habits I need to to instill where can I start so it might be you know we talk about things like a liter and a half of water if, if you can drink a liter and a half warm probably three times as much if you're in Thailand but for us normal people <laughs> over in England you know a liter and a half is a good place to start um, the the sleep thing can I spend eight hours in bed even if sleep's not perfect at first I'm in bed for eight hours you know we'll work on the rest as we go three key habits like that done for even just three things like that done for 30 days, you will feel drastically different. And as you said before, what often happens, and there's no way for you or I to prove this to clients, they just have to kind of have a bit of faith, is that you will feel different and you will want to do more after a week of drinking enough water mm. and sleeping. And, mm. you know, I wrote a sleep book precisely about all of this stuff. And even little without getting too sciencey, you know, the difference between sleeping for eight hours a day and four hours a day for just five days, it can mm. change your insulin sensitivity by like 40%. So, mm. you know, when we start, you know, you want to hear about the keto diet, you want to hear about should I eat carbs and all of this sort of stuff. If you're not sleeping, then, you know, if you're sleeping well, then almost to put it 
it's not quite as simple as this, but you can eat and process more carbohydrates. If you eat and process those carbohydrates better, you can train harder, you can do the program and so on and so forth. But it all starts from getting to bed for eight hours and just that, that little habit. You know, nobody's saying that sleeping for eight hours is going to turn you into a fitness model. But what we do know is if you're not sleeping like that, unless you're taking drugs and stuff to help you, it's very, very unlikely that you will become a fitness model, you know? Mm. I saw something the other day. I can't remember what it was. I think my my friend sent me a meme or something. Mm. Um, it was on their stories or something like that. But uh, it was basically um, sleep is an investment in your productivity the next day. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And that rounds out the second installment of the Coach's Corner episode with John Latoc of Stormforce Fitness. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to dive a little bit deeper into creating clarity around your values and your character traits that are going to close the gap between where you're at right now and the person you want to become. If you found some benefit from this episode or any of the Live, Train, Perform podcast episodes, please make sure you pass it off to your friends and family, anyone you think will benefit from the message. Uh, I don't get anything from these podcast episodes, guys. It takes me a long time to put things together, to uh, get my guests on, to research, to study, to uh, put this content out, edit, upload, etc. I'm doing this because I want to fucking help as many people as possible. And I can do that by you guys helping me spread the love by leaving me a five-star rating and review. Much love, guys. Peace.